This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. ACBM supports the James R. Olson Memorial Scholarship honoring one of its past members. To learn more about ACBM, visit their website at www.acbminnesota.org or call 612-223-5543. ACBM, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello all, and thank you so much for joining us for another wonderful 60 Minutes of Packed Information Forum, the Health Checkup Group. We are extremely excited on our topic today and being part of history. But before we move on, let's do a quick introduction of the team and our special guest. Hey, Darrow, how are you today? I'm very well, Terry. Very well. Trying to keep cool here in Connecticut. It's 90 degrees with about 80% humidity. So reminder to everybody, stay hydrated. And Dara, what do you bring to the table for health checkup? Uh, I'm a retired 911 dispatcher, 15 years dispatching police, fire, and EMS to emergencies. Thank you for your service, and thank you for being here today. My hey, pleasure. Hey, Jay, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. And definitely, you want to make sure you stay well hydrated, because in my line of work, past work, I was a firefighter paramedic and worked in the hospital. So we don't want to see you out on those calls. So stay well hydrated. So today is um, a day that you would want to do all your rescuing in the water since you also did water rescue. <laughs> yep. But not really. So hi, everyone. I'm Terry Suarez. I am your critical care respiratory therapist of over, can I, can I just say 25 years and over? I'm, I'm so done counting years. And um, I'm super excited to have with us at our table today. I'm going to introduce Connie. As most of you guys know, she's got her team with her, Patrick, and also Jeff, that have been doing an amazing job getting us ready for history of Vote On, where this year at convention, everybody has an individual vote. And what a task to take on. And I'm super excited to um, welcome them to the roundtable. But before we move on, the most important person that I need to introduce as well is Dan, our our host for today. Dan, how are you today? I'm as usual, okay. All right. Thanks, Dan, for being here. Hydrated. <laughs> awesome. So, Connie, um, you know, I am so excited that you needed to come on and share with us all the wonderful news. It is a great time to be a member of ACB. It is my all three of us, uh, Darrow, Jay, and I. It's our first national convention because we're newbies to ACB. And I'm super excited to experience this. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Jeff, and Patrick to guide us along this new journey for us in ACB. And if you haven't registered for your convention, um, don't worry. This is not. Voting is not connected to your registration, correct, Connie? That is very much correct, Terry. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Connie, and get us started. All right. Thanks, Terry. I'm really happy to be here, and I'm happy that Jeff and Pat were able to join me. I think we do a good team. 
effort. Um, and we are excited to make this available to all members of ACB. And this is definitely a great opportunity for everyone to get involved. And we don't, you don't have to be registered for the convention, but we, of course, would love to have you register for the convention. So um, I have been considered the communication and outreach specialist. So I have been doing a lot of setting up all the programs, all the um, sending, making sure all the emails go out or all the publications go out, all the, all the writings. So um, with that, I will let Pat and Jeff introduce themselves and usually Pat or Jeff take over to start with. So I will let, let's say Jeff go first. I am Jeff Tom and I'm thrilled to be here today. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take like two minutes if I could, Pat, before uh, you introduce. Uh, I, I'm thrilled because um, I noticed we have a lot of first timers and I want you to know that this voting issue, you know, we started these discussions, Pat and I and some others did, like a decade ago. And um, when those discussions began, we didn't even have a secret ballot in at the convention. You stood and everybody knew how you voted because you were standing if you wanted a candidate. And if you didn't, you stood for the other candidate or whatever. Um, we got a secret ballot accomplished over time, um, but we were still at a point where there was a lot of concern over how we would be able to get remote voting done, if it would work, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go into all that. But because of the pandemic and um, not only legal requirements, but also the, the point of view of, of so many members we are at a point now where we're going to have voting for everyone and remote voting at that. And this is really historic. Um, and um, I hope that people recognize what an important turning point this is for the American Council of the Blind. So with that, I'll turn it over to the chair of the task force, um, Pat Sheehan. Thank you, Jeff and Connie. This is it's really great to be here. My name is Pat Sheehan, and I chair this along with, with Jeff, co-chairs with me. And, and, and Connie, of course, we, uh, she gives us the orders, and we, we do what she tells us to do. Um, we are very happy to be here. We, we recognize that, as Jeff says, this is a, a great opportunity for, uh, for ACB. We know that... Um, we, we have this opportunity because the uh, the pandemic uh, basically has allowed us to uh, get access to remote voting through the Articles of Incorporation in the District of Columbia. <clears throat> Before I get into that, what I really like to do is to thank the uh, the task force that has helped put this plan together. Uh, we had an 18 member task force. 13 of those members were from uh, ACB uh, volunteers, and we had five members of the staff. We had folks uh, who were experts in uh, constitution and bylaws, which we needed. We had folks who use the vote system now from the GDUI, who would talk to us about uh, what was good about it, what was, what was uh, you know what what might be a deficiency, some of the things to look out for. We had other individuals who, uh, on the task force, uh, 
nominating committee, Brian Charleston was there. And, and we brought in a lot of expertise to, to help us ask questions, make sure that we covered all those areas that we needed to cover as far as um, what we wanted to do. Did we have the authority to do it? How were we going to uh, figure out what we wanted to do, which is what was the system we were going to get? And then, of course, Connie and a group uh, has been working on the outreach piece. So we've been ex incredibly busy uh, and we're, we're thrilled. That we think we have a good solution in hand to move forward. Um, <clears throat> as I stated earlier, the, uh, the pandemic has allowed us uh, to, to uh, use a remote voting system, basically notwithstanding what is, uh, was in our constitution and bylaws. It said that um, because of the pandemic, and we're still under that emergency uh, in Washington, D.C., we could be voting remotely uh, through a, a voting system. And so we did our best to look at systems. Um, uh, we, we thought about first a manual process, which wasn't exactly, uh, it was going to be too cumbersome. And we had requirements that the system be accessible by phone, through the PC, mobile devices, and the Mac. And we so we came up with that system. I think Connie will talk about that. I'd like Jeff to go through and talk to us about some of the other assumptions that we made concerning the um, uh, system that we have, uh, followed by Connie, who can talk to us about a little bit about the um, the dates that we have upcoming with respect to the system uh, and what we can expect uh, in the not too distant future with things coming up. <clears throat> and we'll run through the process uh, with you and talk about how it's gonna look at convention. Then uh, I guess if we have a way to get questions or uh, we can answer some of the questions that we have received in some of the other, um, in some of the other uh, uh, talks that we've had with ACB. So Jeff, if you'd like to talk about the other assumptions that um, that we made with the system going forward, that would be great. Sure. And I'm going to try to rush a little bit because I do want to leave time for questions. Um, we wanted to make sure that we followed as closely as we could the system of voting that we currently have in our constitution. So, for example, we've never had write-ins, and we're not going to have write-ins this time. Um, when we have runoffs, we've always um, had it so that, you know, if there were six candidates and no one got 50% plus one, then all the candidates dropped except for the top two. And that's what we're going to do this time as well. We decided that... Um, and I didn't even know this till we did, looked at it, but technically uh, you're not supposed to have votes by acclamation where an election is uncontested. Well, we've always done it this way. Every affiliate I have known in ACB does it this way, and we're going to continue to do it this way. If there's no, uh, if there's only one candidate, it's just going to be a simple voice vote, and that'll be the end of it. We decided not to have constitutional amendments and resolutions as a part of this convention because we have potentially up to 13 positions up for election. Well, we do, but they may not all be contested, we hope. 
Um, but they may. And if that's the case, we have a lot of elections to do. And for a variety, so for a variety of reasons, including the complexity that, that those type of votes would create, we are not having any constitutional amendments this time. We will handle resolutions for those of you who were around last year. Um, what we did with resolutions, um, or if you were not, we, um, had resolutions come through our resolutions committee. They had some public meetings that members could attend to talk about them and, you know, potentially rewrite them a little bit. And then they would finally go to the board of directors for a final vote so that the board of directors would adopt them as opposed to the full convention. So with those assumptions in mind um, and the fact that we well, the only the only thing that we couldn't retain from our current constitution, of course, was a paper ballot because, of course, um, we there's no way to have a paper ballot with a remote election. And the other difference was, and this is a good difference, a great difference, I think, um, the DC code, and few of us knew this, but, uh, two of our, um, members, Maria Hansen and Maria Christic, the Marias, as we called them, um, informed us that the DC code requires every member to have a vote. And so whether you are registered for the convention, as Terry said at the beginning or not, you will have a vote in this election. And that, uh, part of the DC code is something that is not restricted to the pandemic. So in the future, we're going to have to determine how to legally comply with that and make every member, um, eligible to vote, which is something that many people have been, um, hoping to achieve for a long time. So with that, I'll turn it over to Connie. Thanks, Jeff. Um, there is a lot of information to go through. So. Hopefully I'll get through everything and I'll probably just switch it back to Jeff in a little bit here. But the vote now system is the one that we chose out of the three different systems that we looked at. And we wanted to make sure that we could do it in all formats. So we wanted to have um, everyone to be able to call in. So this is what you'll be able to do. You'll be able to call. Vote now is accessible from the phone, landline or cell. And it is a toll-free number with the cell number. You'll be able to do it with automated system or with a help from someone at, from Vote Now, and then it will also be available through PCs, Macs, Androids, iOSs, tablets. You know, anywhere that you can get an email. So we really pushed for um, everyone's email for a purpose, um, but I know everyone didn't have an email, so everyone was will be received a unique voter code and you'll use that code through the whole week. So you have to keep that close to you. Don't lose it. If you do lose it, you can reach out to um, vote now or um, our Minnesota office, but we really try to encourage you to try to keep that safe and handy with that. You'll have to know your vote, your status or your vote now um, code, unique code. If you use a phone, so if you call in either by the phone using the automated system or with a person, you'll have to know your code and put it in. So the first codes, if you did not receive, if you do not have an email, the first codes, hopefully you received, they were sent out in large print and in Braille. 
um, with the code and instructions how to do it. And they were mailed out on June 1st. So it's the 9th, hopefully with the mail system, who knows nowadays, it you've got it. Our record date uh, meeting that you can be become um, a member to vote is June 16th. So anyone can become a member of ACB and still have the right to vote as an individual as of June 16th. So as of June 20th, the remainder of the large print and braille voter codes will be mailed out. On July 6th, watch your email because all of the emails will go out with the unique voter code. And there will be a link in that email that will have your code. With that being said, when you, when we do our contested elections, it'll start on Monday. Um, we'll start actually Sunday, but first contested election will be on Monday. Um, so Monday through Thursday, we'll have the elections and then all day, possibly Friday and Saturday. With that, if you choose to use a computer or a Mac or any way form, all you have to do is click on that link. That link will take you right to your ballot and you don't have to worry about your voter code. With that said, you don't have to use the same method of voting every day. You can only vote once um, in a day, one through Monday through Thursday. You can only vote for one, you know, one time per election, not like Chicago. But um, say on Monday, you wanted to use the phone. You weren't sure about the computer, so you wanted to use the phone, and you call in and use the automated system. They guarantee us that you'll have enough time to put in the code, do your voting without being cut off. Um, so I know like sometimes when I do an um, automated system, you're cut off if you don't get stuff put in fast enough. They guarantee us that that, that will not happen. So then to say on Tuesday, you want, well, maybe I'll try the computer. Maybe I'll try my, you know, email and see if it works. You can do that. You can go back and forth from one to the other if you want. You don't have to use the same method all week long. I have a lot of different dates that I'm going to give you. And also, before I give you all the different dates, I wrote up um, with the help of Nancy Mark Specker, our CFO, that what I call our little cheat sheet. It's the 2021 um, voting document for the convention. And it's online. All the presidents received it. Um, it was sent out in dots and dashes. I highly recommend that you check it out if you haven't seen it yet. If you don't have a copy and you want a copy or you haven't found it on the web, contact me. I'll send you another copy. But it has a lot of um, the information, the process, how to do it in that document. So that's why I call it the cheat sheet. So I've given you the dates of June 20th to the June 1st and um, July 6th. Denise Collier, secretary, by July 1st, needs all of the nominating delegates and alternate information to her. So she can start knowing what she needs to do on her part. So that's a deadline for like the officers or anyone who's doing that portion we say July 1st is the deadline and we need the phone numbers and emails sent to her. On July 9th, we will be doing a mock election and that will be an all day event. So we will be doing from 10 a.m. 
to 6 p.m. Eastern time. So you can go in anytime during that day and try a mock election. You know, it'll be, it won't be any certain names or special names, but it'll be an election. Also, we will be doing a mock election for the affiliates, um, the delegates. And that right now is scheduled for 5 p.m. Eastern time for the delegates and alternates. And they'll get more information when it gets closer to that time. So we're hoping that all goes well. It's like a mock election. So everyone should have their, their codes by that time. On July 12th, Ryan Charleston, the head of um, the nominating committee, will meet with all the nominating individuals in a lock session. That's the only um, meeting that ACB allows to be locked. So once that meeting starts, it's locked and no one else can get in. And they will put the slate of um, candidates together. And that will be announced Sunday night during general session. With that, we have some candidate forums coming up. So candidate pages are on the website. Um, there are 16 candidates for 13 positions. And then the candidates, if you want, not, they didn't have to, but some candidates, if you wanted to, you could, it's a new thing this year to do a 20 second um, promo of yourself to be heard now. And that had to be in for the candidates by June 12th. So they should be starting by next week, I would believe. On next week, the Pride and Guide Dogs have come together and are doing a candidate forum on June 16th and 17th. And that will be at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So the first night on the 16th will be the officer candidates, the five officers. And then for up for, so there's actually six, six people running for that. And then on the 17th, at the same time, eight o'clock Eastern, it will be people running for the board and for the BOP. Then on the 29th and on the 30th, BOP is having their candidate forum. And those will be a mixture of officer positions and board and BOP. So you're not going to have just one night of like officers or one night of just board. You'll have a mixture. And that will also start at 8 p.m. Eastern. So those are some of the important dates that I can think of right offhand. Um, I will let Jeff talk a little bit about the affiliate vote. Um, before sure. we go any further, um, it's almost 2.30. Can we take a moment? Because that was wonderful, wonderful information, Connie. And I just want to reach out and see if there's any questions out there before we move further. I personally want to say thank <coughs> you so much for putting all the resources in. I am so excited when I heard that you have an option to talk to a live person. Um, being a new person in the vision um, world, but no sight, <laughs> limited sight coming from the sighted world into low vision. I am so excited to have um, the option of having a voice, a live person. So I know the cost of vote now is um, expensive, but to have all these options for us, computers, phones, a live person, Thank you so much, Task Force. Um, so 
let's, is there anybody out there? And Dan, if you want to go over um, how to raise the hand, if there's any questions of any of the dates and anything that Connie spoke about before we jump to the next. And our first question is from Stacy. Hello, I just was curious when you mentioned a live person, when you call, say if you call him by phone because I don't have a computer to vote, are you saying that you, you tell someone who you vote for? And if so, is your code linked to, like, people know who you are when you uh, vote and who counts the votes? Good question, Stacey. So no one from ACB is involved except Nancy Becker, and she always has been our vote person. So she has no con- no contact, basically. She has, you know, keeps track of all of that. But all of people taking the phone calls are from going to be from Vote Now. And they will know you by your unique voter code. They're not going to know your name unless you give it to them. But it's all private. It's all um, secure that they aren't going to question who you are. And But you just tell them who you're voting for. You call in, you give your, your unique voter code and tell them which candidate you want to vote for. So, Connie, but Stacey, you- they're not, they're not going to let you vote. Unless you give them that code. That is correct. Well, thank you, Stacy. Great questions. Um, maybe Connie and Jeff can do a little uh, pretend role play. Uh, Connie be the vote now representative. And Jeff, why don't you be someone who's calling in to vote? Hello, is this the vote number? Hello, yes, this is. How may I Great. Help? I want to great, thank you. I want to vote for John Smith. All right. Do you have your unique voter code available? Oh, yeah. I wrote it down here. Let me grab it. Oh, yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. And you said you wanted to vote for John Smith. Is that correct? That's correct. I do. All right. I got you down for John Smith. Thank you. Thank you. That is wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. Um, On that note, let's move forward. Connie, were you going to Jeff or Patrick? Well, I was going to, I've got one more thing I'm going to finish oh. and then go to Jeff. Okay, uh, great. When we are voting, actually voting, Monday through Thursday, we are actually have some times so people can actually figure out when they're going to be voting. So we're going to start elections right around 11 a.m. Eastern time, give you a couple hours. In the meantime, the affiliate vote will take place. And Jeff, I'm going to have Jeff talk about that a little bit. By one o'clock, we'll be done voting altogether. And during this time that we're voting, we will have presentations, programming going on. And then by 1.30, we will know who the winner is from that race. So then we'll start the process for the next election. And by two o'clock Eastern time, we will have our race for the next day. So with that, Jeff, I will let you kind of talk about the affiliates. When ACB was founded 60 or so years ago, of course, the, the, the feeling was, and it was very obvious to be true, that most people were not going to be able to get the convention. And that's still true. And so what they did is they um, have a, they started a system that you still have today where part of the vote was the individual vote. And that's what we've been talking about all along up to now and the affiliate or delegate vote. And that is a system whereby every um, state and special interest affiliate in the organization has a certain number of delegate votes, which is based on their, which is based on the number of people 
that they have. So you can have up to 25 votes. And let's say, I don't know, let's say Maryland has 10 or whatever. So Maryland will have a delegate and they'll get to cast their 10 votes. And the way we're going to do it this year in the remote voting um, methodology is there'll be a separate Zoom room that all the delegates and alternates will go into. And you will be able to hear them if you're listening over ACB radio. And they'll be able to hear the convention as well. And shortly after the um, individual vote starts, about a half hour later, the delegates will start to cast their votes and everybody will hear how they vote. So, you know, the delegate for Maryland will say, you know, Maryland casts five votes for Smith and five votes for Jones or however they're going to cast their vote. And so um, there will be time. Let's say there's an election on Monday for for first vice president. Um, and since Sunday night, the candidates are determined for that office on for the election Monday, there will be time to contact the affiliate delegate that, that you're in. If you're a member of Maryland or a member of Minnesota or whatever, to contact your delegate and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, if you want to, you say, I would like to see Mr. Smith. Uh, or I would like to see Miss Jones. So, you know, every affiliate may have their own way of, you know, their delegate figuring out how to cast their votes. That's really not, ACB doesn't do that nationally, but you do that by the delegates, the affiliates do it their own way. So that's basically the affiliate uh, vote structure. And then at the end, um, at the end of the election, after there's uh time for the individual votes to be phoned in. Um, Nancy Marks Becker will calculate the, she'll get the individual vote total from vote now and she'll have the delegate vote total and she'll add them together. And that will be the final determinant as to who wins the election. Thank you. That was so informative. I do have a question of clarification. So there are some of us in ACB that are members of our state affiliates and many special affiliates. So I know I have my independent voter. And then how do how many votes do I get in the delegate voting? Does that mean you get? Oh, go ahead. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. You just get one vote in terms of your individual vote. The delegate vote is determined really by each affiliate and delegate. So yes, you have input into every one of those other affiliates that you are part of, but, but input is all you have. Um, the degree to which that input counts is determined by how your affiliate delegate, you know, deals with the vote. So that's about the best answer I can give you. Pat, well, do you have a better a, answer yeah. than that? I'll, that's well, a I'll great just, answer. Um, yeah. I'll just add to that, Jeff, in that uh, the affiliate vote counts will be uh, given by um, Ralph Smitherman, or I guess maybe Dan will say, on Sunday night. So we'll know, for instance, how many uh, affiliate votes each special interest affiliate and state get. So, for instance, Maryland will have three votes we will have to figure out how to apportion those three votes. And so that's up to each 
uh, individual state, special interest affiliate. It gets to be interesting when it's California that's very large or GDY or Lua, BRL, some of those larger special interest affiliates. That will be up to them to figure out how they apportion those. During the week, it's not going to be so bad because we'll have one election per day. But um, when it comes down to Friday, when we have maybe four or five elections, uh, we're going to have to learn how to communicate very quickly for those affiliate votes. So I believe um, to make sure everyone is very updated with their special affiliates and their state affiliates with their emails, because not only is it important to make sure you have the most current email address or phone phone information with American Council of the Blind, but all your other special and state affiliates, because this is this is an amazing election. We're making history. And the only way you can be a part of it is if your information is updated. So please be a self-advocate and make sure that you stay in contact. And if you don't know, call your state affiliate and call your special affiliates and make sure your information is updated. Thank you. That was a wonderful, wonderful explanation. What's next, Connie? Go ahead, Pat. Well, I think um, a couple of just to wrap up, I think a couple of things that are important. Um, One, I think that, uh, as has been said, this is the first time we've had a chance to uh, have uh, universal voting. And I think that's very important. Uh, A couple of things that were said, and you had a lot of dates. And, of course, a cheat sheet will help you remember all of this stuff. But make sure by the record date that you're a member so you get the ability to vote. That's uh, the 16th of June. And then... um, if at all, the ask that we would have is that um, uh, is that if we have an email address that's going to make our life easier uh, and probably your life easier, too. So if you get give us an email address, we're in good shape. Uh, and I think that what we'll say, uh, the rate of return for GDUI, who's used the vote now system for um, the last five years is about 40 percent. So that's a lot of voting, and I'm pretty excited about that. And Jeff, do you want to talk about the last question we're going to ask on the ballot going forward after this election? Jeff, before we do that, should we sure. go? But Jeff, hold on a second. Oh, go ahead, Connie. Go, go, Connie. Yeah. We really didn't talk about nominations from the floor. Do we want to talk about that? Yeah, someone should. Go ahead, Pat. So we're going to have nominations from the floor like we've had in the past. And um, they will be um, called for uh, the night before. And so we'll know who the candidates are going to be uh, running, you know, on the floor. One of the things that we want to make so you will get uh, Dan will call for a nomination from the floor and he will give about 15 seconds uh, so that people uh, can uh, raise their hands and be recognized. Uh, And, and as Jeff said, uh, when you have people uh, nominated from the floor, <clears throat> you'll have a you'll you'll get the top two candidates that will be in a runoff runoff um, election the next day. The important thing to be to think about beforehand, and this happens even though you think that most people would check this out, make sure that the person that you're nominating actually wants the office. So that would be helpful, and then the person who is nominated from the floor. Uh, probably would be a good idea if they had a first speaker and a seconding speaker who would give nominating speeches the next day. So um, 
that has been a something that we have always done at ACB. And as Jeff said, when we started off, we want to continue to have that practice going forward. So we will see um, uh, how many candidates get nominated from the floor, and we will conduct the uh, elections uh, as was outlined by Jeff and Connie. Yeah, we don't know. We could be done with the elections by Thursday, or we could have to lap over to Saturday. We This is a really, you know, we're this is uncharted territory here um, for us. And so, you know, and I think it'll be important for you as members to um, provide us with your input as to how you feel the system works, but try to try to, you know, be a little easy on us. This is the first time we've done it. And so there's bound to be, you know, some glitches along the way, but I would predict based on, you know, elections in my state affiliate that the first time will be the toughest and that it will get easier as the week goes on. Well, I just want to say it's a great time to be a member of ACB and to see how hard we have fought for our right to vote in our national political world and to see all the hard work that's gone in to make sure we have our voices, choices, and community in ACB now. And this is awesome. And if everyone just takes a deep breath and say, hey, we're all going to take a step forward together and take all the opportunities of improvement to make each experience better. I want to applaud you guys. Thank you, Task Force, for taking this on. Um, What an amazing, amazing task. And I am so excited to say I voted for the first time when we started this and 20 years from now, we'll be like, was there any other way? <laughs> was there really any other way? So um, on that note, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's. Sorry, look, let, can we have, sorry to interrupt you, but let's oh, no. have Jeff say what Pat wanted him to talk about. Oh, yes, time. yes, yes. Next steps, right, Jeff? Next yeah, step. next steps. And and Pat, I'll have you sort of interject because you may know a little more than me on this. But um, are we talking on about Sunday a cha cha? <laughs> <laughs> on on Sunday night, um, I think as early as then, President Spoon is going to mention the fact that we may have a motion at the end of the meeting and of a convention to have a special post-convention meeting. I'm not quite, this is all on the talking stage, but the reason that we, well, our constitution right now doesn't allow us to do remote voting. The reason we can do it is because of the pandemic emergency, as Pat alluded to earlier. So next year in Omaha, we don't, under our constitution anyway, have the right to do things this way. So we're looking at the possibility of having a special meeting, the likes of which we have never had in this organization, as far as I'm aware, um, between conventions to adopt potential changes that will allow us to vote remotely next time. So, of course, you know, the degree to which people like the the elections process this time, that'll be important. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm not sure exactly how this is all going to play out, but 
you know, we've had preliminary discussions at the task force level. And, you know, we, we do know, or, or, or well, we don't know for, you know, certain, but we, I bet dollars to donuts that the, the vast majority of our membership isn't going to want to go back to the way we used to do things, meaning only people at the fiscal convention get to vote. So we need to work on this. Um, it's going to be a, a process over time, I think. Um, I don't know how it will all play out, but I do know that, that there's going to be a real push to try and have some kind of a remote voting mechanism as early as next year. Pat, you want to add anything or Connie? Uh, I was just going to say the special membership meeting is something that is allowed in our constitution. So it is something that we can call. And so we want to have the, the last election uh, on the ballot be approval that we call that. I think one of the things, and of course, I haven't read all, everything on ACB conversations, but there's been a lot of spirited discussion, as there always is in ACB, on the, 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 the you know, how people feel about the affiliate vote versus uh, one person, one vote. We're not going there this time. We are not going to make a decision on that, I think, at a special membership meeting. I think what we want to do, because ACB takes baby steps, is first, let's get remote voting in place. Uh, give us the authority to, to hold that going forward. And then, uh, and then we can debate these other issues. I think there are things like constitution and bylaws, resolutions, and things that we could use to help expand um, the, the vote now process and make it a more democratic um, organization. And that's really what we want to, to do. So we think just like a convention, which is now going to be a hybrid of virtual and in, uh, in-person conventions, <clears throat> we want to see the same thing happen with voting. Uh, voting at convention, of course, which you've always done, <clears throat> plus having the remote voting uh, piece of it so that everybody in ACB has the ability to um, uh, to vote and have their voices heard. Um, you know, you you have a you have a voice, and now you have a vote. Uh, I'd like to thank Jeff and and particularly Connie for arranging so many of these um, chats that we've had with you. Uh, this has been wonderful, and uh, a, a great deal of credit goes to the voting task force for I think producing a good product, uh, a good system. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to where we go in the future. Well, we at Health Checkup are very glad that you were one of our stops for us to share with us this democratic (laughs) experience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Let's see. Are you guys ready for any questions from our community? Sure. Love some. All right. Let's see what we've got out there. Any questions, please raise your hand. And then you guys that are out in ACB radio, thank you for listening to us. And for you guys that are listening on a podcast with us, please remember very, very important dates and pay attention to the community calls because I have a feeling we're not the last stop for this amazing train of Connie, Patrick, and Jeff making sure that everyone is aware of this memorable historical event. And I just have to say, I'm from Florida and, you know, of course, we just had our first hybrid convention and it was amazing. Um, We had over 100 people live at the convention. 
Um, but I still don't know how many were there in um, Zoom room and how many were on the stream. Thank you, ACB Radio, for enabling us to be on ACB Radio and, and even go out further for our conventions. And what a team. It's amazing to be part of this community. Um, Darrow, do you have a question? Yes, I did have a question regarding, I'm still not quite clear with the affiliates voting. I myself am a member of five affiliates. What stops me from, and I'm not doing any maliciously, I just might get confused and do it. I vote five times for in each affiliate. How, how will that get filtered out? I, I'm, I don't quite follow that okay. part. Before Connie, Jeff, or Patrick says anything, I want to challenge myself to see if I got this right. Okay, so you, Darrow, have one individual vote. And because you're a member of five affiliates, you have five opportunities of input of how the delegates of your affiliates vote. How did I do, guys? That's correct. Yeah, that's <gasps> correct. Correct. One twenty-fifth of a vote, I guess, per affiliate. Okay, I follow. Every I follow. affiliate handles their delegate differently. In certain affiliates, they vote by majority. And if the majority votes for Smith, then every then the delegate casts all their votes for Smith. Other affiliates, they would, you know, broad they'd give you give out their cell phone numbers, the delegates would or whatever, and you could text them or you could, you know, call them or whatever. And they'd take and they'd go around, you know, quietly and find out the votes of the members at convention and they'd factor that in. Um, you know, all, all sorts of affiliates had all different ways. Sometimes delegates just did it from the seat of their pants, so to speak. Um, so that's why it's impossible to give a, a, a concrete answer. Sometimes a, an affiliate might instruct their delegate to vote a certain way. Um, so that's why. You know, what that input is, I can't really tell you more than that. Well, I think, Jeff, what you just reiterated, uh, Darrow, you have a lot of homework to do. You need to contact those five special affiliates. <laughs> I have four <laughs> I got to check in with <laughs> and make sure they have my current email address and my phone number and make sure to go to the next meeting. And I'm sure this is a topic that's going on in all of our special affiliates. And I'm just excited. Did that answer your question, Darrow? Yes, it does. Thank you. Jay, how are you doing? You got any questions? Yes, I do. So if somebody comes up uh, on the floor and they want there to be a candidate and now we want to vote, I know we have to keep an eye on who's going to be voting, but how do we do that part of that to get my information out who we wanted the candidate to be? So the first thing is that candidate would be announced uh, the night before. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan would say, do I have any nominations from the floor? He'd say that three times. And so can so someone would nominate candidate A. I would like to nominate candidate A. The question will be asked, candidate A, do you accept that nomination? You would hope the answer would be yes. And then candidate A would then be added to the ballot for the next day. Candidate A would also want to have speakers for the next day. So they have to go around and get a, a, a first speaker and a second speaker who would split 
you know, five minute time and say why we need to all vote for candidate A. And then candidate A or or you could have B, C and D would all run against the slated can, the candidate who was on the slate the night before. And as Jeff indicated, uh, that the top two candidates would then have a runoff uh, the, the, you know, the, next, uh, the following day after that. So depending upon how many candidates run or run from the floor, we could have a whole bunch of elections come Friday. Uh, if it is just the slate, and then one candidate running against that person, you know, that can't, that could be done like, let's say, Monday. You could finish up that election. But if you have a lot of candidates running from the floor, then you won't know that office until Tuesday because you'd have to have your runoff election and then you'd have your election between the top two candidates. It's a little bit confusing. I understand, though. Thank you very much. Thank you for asking these questions, team. Are there any Deanne, do you have a question? I do not. Are there any hands raised? There are not. Okay. Well, Connie, Jeff, and Patrick, you guys mentioned that there was some other questions you guys have experienced along your great tour of expressing our democracy in action of ACB. Is there anything else you guys want to say as we close up? Because sadly, where has the time gone? It's almost time for us to say goodbye. So, Connie, any last minute words? You know, I just really encourage everyone to participate. You know, this is this is huge for all of us. Again, like everyone, we've all said, give us, you know, be patient with us. Um, it's all new. But I think I think the longer the week goes, the more smoother it will go. Um and everyone is here to help each other. So that's the nice thing about ACB is, you know, the communications, we're here for each other, um, the support. You know, if you have questions or concerns um, now or even during the convention, you know, reach out to me. Um, my email's out there and just get a hold of me if you have, you know, questions. You know, Terry knows how to get a hold of me. He has my phone number. We're always here to help. We're always here to answer questions and uh, do whatever we can. Connie, thank you so much. And just to remind everyone, um, I'm going to ask Connie right now, can you email us the cheat sheet to our health checkup, acb at gmail.com? And we'll be glad and honored to post that on our health checkup ACB Facebook group. So we want to share that cheat sheet around everybody. (laughs) I can do that. Thank you, Connie, so much. Okay. Um, who's next, Patrick or Jeff, Connie? Uh, let's go. I'll be quick. Yeah. Uh-oh. Jeff Enjoy the ride. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I'm going to put my hands up and go, Wee! this is amazing. I'm so excited for us. Thank you for all you guys have done. Okay, Patrick. And thank you to the task force for the fine work that did. Everyone really contributed a lot. Uh, this is an excellent opportunity for uh, ACB to move forward. So we're really looking forward to this. Uh, talk to your affiliates. Make sure you understand what their process is going to be. Make sure that we have an email address for you so we can make this easy. And once again, if there are any questions, anybody wants us to repeat anything, whether it's small group, one-on-one, uh, Connie knows how to reach all of us, and she's been terrific at coordinating these activities and getting us to where we need to be. So 
thank you to everybody, ACB and the task force for great work. And this has been fun today. I've, I've enjoyed it. Oh, wonderful. Well, we definitely did too. And just remember, July 9th, how amazing, five days after we get to celebrate July 4th, that we get to have a practice voting. I I just, I love it. I just love it, love it, love it. Okay, so unfortunately, our time is is coming to a close. So Darrow, any last minute uh, comments, concerns? Nope, other than vote, 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 just like in American elections, same thing with ACB, vote, be heard. Yeah, talking about being heard, you, you sound really soft on your mic. Um, so hopefully everybody heard him. He said, get out there and vote, 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 just like we do. We have the right to vote. Thank you for the task force. Jay, any last minute comments? Yes, definitely get out there and vote. You, it's your word. What candidate you want to have out there to represent yourself? Yes. And be part of history and what the future is. And especially with that second, um, special meeting. Um, I anticipate, I kind of agree with Jeff. Um, can anybody imagine not having a hybrid convention? I can't, not after I experienced Florida. And it's just amazing that all the teams and having 18 people work on a task force together to achieve this is amazing that we're fostering voices, choices, and community. Thank you so much for what you guys are doing and everyone get out there and vote and make sure July 9th you practice. So we are ready, ready to vote. And just to remind everyone, you don't have to register for a convention, but let me tell you, $25 for all these amazing events that are going to be going on. Man, it's, 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 it's a steal. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, and don't forget, Terry Pachanko is going to be, I think she's on part four or part five of breaking down everything going on. And so just pay attention and get online and register for convention and make sure everything's updated for you can vote. Thanks, everybody. And we will be not seeing you next week as for the summertime, we are going bi-weekly. But know that next on our next call will be June 23rd. Wednesday, we'll be talking trauma and we will be actually having members of the FBI and other uh, somebody from the city of Orlando as the anniversary for the Pulse shooting is the Saturday, June 12th. It's very dear and near to my heart as I worked at Orlando Health and we are going to be doing active shooter. So please join us as we have representatives from the FBI to help our community. If you are in that situation, how you can run, hide and fight. So thanks on that note, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you.